On this episode of Off Course Agility, I ask the question, why do we trial? We will also look at the NADAC calendar for the weekend of March 13, 14, and 15. I'm also looking and announcing the Beagle Top 10 from the NADAC Top 10 Breed List from 2019. And we'll have just a final comment and mailbag segment. So the question I'm asking today is, why do you trial? Why do I trial? Or do you trial? I think I'll address do you trial just in a little bit. I've, over the years that I've taken agility classes with Dino and Trace, and occasionally going to an agility class with my sister and Belle, I've noticed that there are some people who seem to only do agility at a class setting. And I know at least one of these people I've asked, like, because the dog that the woman ran was always really good. And I remember asking, why don't you ever go to a trial? And the answer I got from that woman was... Well, she didn't want to spend a whole day at a trial just sitting around. Well, I know from my experience going to NADAC trials, you don't usually just sit around. I mean, a lot of trials I go to are small, so a lot of times you're helping out. You know, you, you are hanging with your dogs, watching other dogs. I don't consider it like a waste to go to a trial for a day. But that's me. But why do we trial? It, it, it's a good question, and uh, I'm, I am taking a little uh, liberty and stealing a little from Chris Nelson. A few years ago, I remember him doing a video, and he talked about why people go to trials. And I think he had three, uh, three, three general types that went to trials. Um, I kind of looked for this video, but I couldn't find it. So it must have been a few years ago. I couldn't find, I wanted to rewatch it so I could steal better. But uh, <laughs> essentially, Chris uh, said, uh, in his view, there were three types. And he may have used different uh, names, but I'll say he said one type is the competitor. One type is someone who likes it for the social, social, yeah, social, socialization of going to the trial and meeting dogs and meeting people. And then there was uh, the people that just like to travel, the tourists, maybe. They like to go to new places, to new trials they haven't been to. So I agree with, with that assessment that Chris talked about. I know some people that go to trials, they really are. They're, they're the competitor. They go to see if their dog is improving, if their dog's doing better. They enjoy getting the cues. They enjoy working toward the goal of getting the NADAC awards that they're working for. You know, the Natch, of course, and all the other ones that, you know, we all know NADAC has a lot of awards you can get.
And then there's the people that I think go to trials to just see their friends. Because when you get into agility, um, whether you consider them friends or not, you're seeing people at trials, often the same people. And you get used to them. And it, it is fun, you know, seeing people at trials, the, your agility people that you see at the trials. And then there's people who like to go to new places. Uh, I get that. I would add that there might be one fourth type. And I'll just say it's, it's the newbie. The person who is just beginning. And they may not really know why they're going to a trial. I think that may have been my case in the beginning. I think the initial reason is I wanted... I, and if you've listened to my first podcast, you know, I had high expectations at my first trial. So I thought, you know, Dino could do real well at a trial. Well, I quickly learned that wasn't the case, but um, I wanted to go and, and see how he would do. And so when you first begin, I think you kind of are in, you might be considered more that competitor type, <laughs> but that can quickly change if you're a newbie. So I personally think I have a little bit of all three of those types. I do like to go to, to places. I do like to travel a bit. I do like to see, see the people I only see at trials from the local area. Uh, and I like to see that I'm improving with my dog. Uh, or, and, and have fun, of course. That's another thing, to have fun. On the um, socialization, though, when you'd go to a trial, I remember long ago I uh, took a brewery tour. I believe it was Coors out in Golden, Colorado. And when the tour began, the, the tour guide said something that really struck me, and I think it applies to when you go to any trial. He, he was like, all the people that were taking the tour, he went around, he just asked where everybody was from. You know, and I was from New Jersey, and I was out in Colorado. Um, there were other people. I think there were some people from California, and then there were a lot of people from Colorado. And um, he went and said after that that this group that's coming together today for this tour, enjoy this experience because this group will never come together again. And when you think about it, for most trials, like, if I go to, I'll just pick a trial out of the air. When I go to uh, up to Vermont to Drummerston to go to a trial with the Northeast Agility Group, I see the people that go to that trial up there. But for any trial that I go to, it's not the same people every time. There's somebody that might be new or somebody that showed up this time that didn't show out some other time. So it's very much true. I, when you go to a trial, each one is a unique experience each time. The location and the setting might be very similar, but the actual people that show up, the courses that you run, it's unique every time. And I think if you remember that, it, it actually it makes it cooler to think about being at a trial. But how do you decide going to a trial? Um, you look at the premiums ahead of time. You look at the NADAC calendar to see what trial you might want to go to. And then you look at the premium. I'd like to know where the word premium came from. Because 
when I look up the definition of premium, there's nothing that quite fits what the premium is. A premium, when you look it up, usually refers to insurance and things, uh, paying for something. So I'm curious where the term premium came from, but uh, it seems like it's more of a financial term. It's more like a prospectus if you go with the financial thing, because it's like about this thing that you're going to invest your money in to go to. Anyway, uh, I will uh, get back on my thoughts about premiums. So you get the premium, and I know NADAC has kind of standardized how they all look now, and I think that's a good thing. And obviously it says, you know, the club, the location, the equipment, uh, whether you have 24-inch wave poles, uh, whether the equipment is granular rubber or or belting, uh, sometimes it says, says things like that. Um, it tell yeah, obviously it tells you the location and you know what the the setting is. Is it inside? Is it dirt? Is it you know outside? Is it grass? Um, is it inside on astroturf um, or some other type of surface? So those are all things you get, you know, from the premium, and then of course you get the classes what classes are being run, and the tentative order of what's being run each day. And then you also have the important information about hotels, motels, campgrounds, uh, whether you can camp on site, all these things that, you know, factor into your decision. And all those things can factor into my decision. Only you can, you know, decide what your decision is. And then, of course, also, it lists the judge, which uh, the judge has never been uh, an important factor to me, exactly. Um, but if I see a judge on the, on the premium that I've never trialed with before or had as my judge... I look forward to that. I, I'm always eager to, you know, hear another person's perspective and, uh, you know, who that judge is. And over the years, I've enjoyed uh, having different judges at different trials because they all bring a little bit of a different, uh, you know, when they talk to you in the morning, they all have a different, they're unique. Each person's unique. Um, so those are the things you get from the premium, and only you can decide what's important to you. For me, I know that it can be important, um, the location. How far is it? Can I do it? Can I drive there back and forth in a day? Which is very hard from the New Jersey area, New Jersey area now. But there's still a few trials where you can possibly do that. Um, or, you know, do I have to go there and, uh, camp or, or do you have to go stay in a hotel or a motel? And then going along with that at times, it's been very important to me for that tentative order. And I do remember when I trialed with Dino, uh, the order was always important to me. And, uh, there were a few times where 
the order changed. And I understand why. Sometimes things change and you have to build the courses uh, for efficiency or whatever. And the order that was listed in the premium ends up not being it. But I know for Belle, too, um, she tends to get slower as the day goes on. So the tentative order is good in helping to decide what classes you want to sign up with or sign up for. And it's great when the tentative order is the actual order when you get to the trial because if you see that, you know, regulars first and chances is second and then tunnelers is third and then there's touch and go and it ends with hoopers. Well, depending on the time of year, whether the trial's inside, outside, whatever, uh, Belle might not be able to make time in Hoopers at the end of the day if she's done all those other things before that. So you have to make your choices sometimes. And obviously this is a totally, you know, dog thing. We run Beagles. Beagles, don't, <laughs> they're independent-minded and they don't always... Uh, you can't always keep them motivated for that whole day um, and get them going. They sometimes decide uh, they're done. <laughs> so other dogs, you know, you probably can. You know, you have a high-drive border collie. Maybe you can sign up for everything, every class. doesn't matter to you. So those are all factors that go into, you know, trialing. And... The most important thing is, when you do go to a trial, did you have fun? That's always, you know, my criteria at the end is, did I have fun? So, I'd be curious if anybody wants to share, you know, back at me, what are the things that really matter to you in how you decide to go to a trial? And, you know, which of those types are you or you know you you do trialing because you're a real competitor you know, you're really working toward things or is it you know going there and you know getting to the trial and seeing all your agility friends again and their dogs or you know do you like visiting <laughs> you know visiting new places seeing what's there I know for a lot of the trials I go to, I there's certain things I like to do at certain trials um, because I've gone up there, I've gone to those locations, and I know what uh, I know some things are there, and I enjoy doing it. So uh, occasionally a little tourism, <laughs> you know, maybe you take a day extra before or after the trial, you do a little touristy thing because you're in an area that you're not usually in. So all those things are. Uh, why I do trials, and I'm sure a lot of it applies to a lot of other people too. So I, th I think that wraps up the why do I trial and why most people trial. And uh, I, I wish I could have found Chris Nelson's video because I did think he had it very much correct with his three types. Um, and I think for a lot of people it is a mix. You know. You, I think everybody, you know, who continually and goes to trials at, you know, whatever they can do in a year, they do it because they're working toward a goal. And they may be competitive. They may be trying to see if their dog can go faster. Or, you know, if you're an elite, maybe your, your DRI, the, the dry or whatever you want to call it, 
is going up on your runs. Um, uh, or maybe, you know, you, you, you've been going to classes and you've been practicing things and you want to just see if your connection as a team is better. That I all consider like part of the competitiveness and the, the, uh, of being at a trial. And then there's also, you know, I know when I go to the trial, I, I enjoy being with the people that I don't see all the time. It's fun catching up. And then maybe there's, you know, the occasional trial where I really enjoy being at where the trial is being held because it's in a great area. So uh, I agree with Chris. And I'm not sure if those were his types exactly how he termed them, but uh, I agree with that. So, uh, you know, shoot me an email, shoot me a tweet on Twitter, um, and uh, let me know why you, why do you trial? You are listening to Off Course Agility, hosted by me, Ed Peters. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Anchor. Wherever you find us, please subscribe and help us grow our podcast. We would appreciate your five-star review. Please tell your NADAC friends about us. You can send us comments or ideas to Off Course at optimum.net or if you're on twitter tweet at us at off course beagle so nadec has uh released the 2019 top 10 in all the classes and the top 10 breed report the breed report goes for 21 web pages because there are a lot of breeds. But as you know, I'm a beagle lover. And I'm going to read off the top 10 for the beagles. And in future episodes, maybe I'll cover the uh, actual top 10 in the different classes. But I'll leave that for another episode. So looking at the beagles, we have jumpers, regular, touch and go, tunnelers, and weavers. So it's five classes where beagles made it into the top 10. And if you do not know how you get into the top 10, I'll, I'll quickly explain. Uh, you must have a elite dog. So only elite runs can uh, qualify for your uh, number of points in the top 10 for the breed. And then to be listed, you must at least get 30 points to get on the list. But for breeds that are very popular, say border collies, you will not make it into the top 10 with 30 points. But in the Beagle class, which is, we know, is not a common agility dog, you can make it on the list with 30 points, uh, 30 elite points, which is three Qs. Uh, less regular, maybe you did it with five-point Qs. So here are the dogs that managed 
that accomplishment, the Beagles that managed that accomplishment in 2019. In jumpers, the second place dog in jumpers with 40 points was Belle, who's owned by Leanne Peters. I know that because she's my sister. Um, the first place dog with 70 points was Daniel Rose. And that dog, that beagle is owned by Jackson. I do not know. Uh, I think it might be Denise Jackson. I don't know. Just somehow that comes into my head. I don't know if that's true, though. I might have that name totally wrong. Uh, I've never met uh, Daniel Rose. I believe that's a West Coast dog. I think that dog went to champs last year in uh, Gillette. In the regular class... In third place, Jelly the Beagle was in third place with 30 points. In second place, with 65 regular points, was Belle, owned by Peters. And the number one regular Beagle was Daniel Rose with 120 elite regular points. Owned by Jackson. Moving to Touch and Go. The second place dog in Touch and Go with 50 points was Daniel Rose. Owned by Jackson. And the number one Touch and Go beagle was Belle with 60 points. Owned by Peters. In the Tunnelers class... We have the most beagles that made it in the Tunnelers class. And in fourth place, with 30 points, Belle the Beagle, owned by Peters. In third place, we have the beagle Mojo, with 40 Tunneler points, owned by Fry. And in, oh, I didn't see that. We have a tie for first place. Tied for first place in uh, Tunnelers for the Beagles is Daniel Rose with 60 points, owned by Jackson, and Cece, owned by Tar, also with 60 points. I have met Cece. Cece ran in... Uh, Sunbury and the NADAC 2017 uh, champs. And I did have the honor of meeting Cece, a very nice beagle, uh, owned by Audrey Tarr. So congratulations to uh, the tie in Tunnelers there between Cece and Daniel Rose. And then the last class that uh, Beagles got 30 points or more in was Weaver's. And in second place was the Beagle Mojo with 40 Weaver points owned by Fry. And in first place with 50 Weaver points was Daniel Rose owned by Jackson. So there you have the top 10 Beagles for 2019 in NADAC. And if you want to research any of the other breeds and how they did, you can obviously go to the Natick site under the top 10, and then you click on the top 10 breed report. 
and uh, you can see how all the different breeds did. Uh, as I said, I may go and list the, the uh, much more competitive 2019 top 10 report for each individual class. Uh, I will do that on a future episode. For this episode of the upcoming NADAC calendar, I'm selecting the weekend of March 13, 14, and 15, 2020. The first trial I see for those dates is in Belgrade, Montana. The club hosting the trial is the Galloping Dog Agility Club, and the judge they have is Arlene Courtney. The next trial I see is Millersville, Maryland, the In the Zone Agility, with Judge Bernie Doyle. Then we go out to the center of the country, to Davenport, Iowa, and the Quad City Dog Center Club, and their judge is Mark Buell. Then we're all the way to the West Coast, to Elk Grove, California, and the club is ready to run, and their judge is Marge Vincent. Then we're coming back east a bit to Casper, Wyoming, and it's the Agility Club of Central Wyoming, and their judge is Craig Coonrad. So those are the choices you have um, on March, the weekend of March, uh, Friday, March 13th, Saturday, March 14th, and Sunday, March 15th of 2020. Some of those clubs are running uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and some are just running on the Saturday and Sunday of that weekend. But it's a uh, diverse weekend. You can, there's trials on the East Coast, there's trials in the center of the country, and there's trials out West. Lots of choices. A quick look at the mailbag. I got an email from Margaret McEwen right before the third episode, and she had expressed uh, that she enjoyed my first two episodes, which uh, I thank her. And then uh, recently I posted on the NADAC forum about the podcast, because I'm trying to grow how many people listen to the podcast. And uh, Margaret had posted on that topic under the NADAC forum uh, that she had enjoyed all three. At least I believe it was all three at that point. So I do thank you, Margaret. And uh, Margaret McEwen was uh, very important important in my early uh, agility career with uh, Dino. She was one of my first instructors and she really helped me a lot in uh, motivating and getting getting the most out of Dino. So she uh, helped me and Dino quite a bit and I always enjoyed uh, attending her classes. And then on the on the forum also uh, someone else posted, I had posted uh, about the podcast and that I would like to have guests in the future. And it was suggested that I, you know, I could get uh, the Nelsons, uh, Sharon or Chris or Amanda or Becky um, as guests and maybe judges. And 
I will, I do want to have guests, but I'm also trying to grow the podcast a bit before I get big name guests like any of the Nelsons. Also on the topic on the forum, Amanda had, Amanda Nelson had posted that she, she was subscribing. So I thank Amanda and I thank everyone who has uh, subscribed to the podcast or listening to the episodes as they re, as they get released. And I would ask you to tell your friends about it and help me grow the podcast. And when my listenership gets maybe up to a hundred listens on the episode, I'll work harder to get some more guests. If I have a hundred people listening to my episodes, and I think I'm close right now. I think I'm, I have about 70 listens on my episodes so far. That uh, I think at that point I, I, I would feel good trying to get some people on the podcast. And uh, a comment about uh, why I named it Off Course Agility. I have occasionally gone a little off topic, but I probably will do that in the future too there might be a little bit more maybe less who knows but occasionally i'm going to go off topic uh, from agility off the topic of agility so that's why i named it off course agility and obviously i'm not recording <laughs> recording the podcast on an agility field but in the future i may try to take uh, the podcast to some trials we'll see We'll see how that goes. So I thank everyone for listening. I see that I'm coming up on the timers again. I got to wrap this one up. So happy trialing to everyone. And let me just remind you how you can get in touch with me. Uh, you can email me at offcourse at optimum.net. You can tweet at me at offcourse. How, uh, off course, I'm sorry, I can't even remember my Twitter handle. Off course Beagle on, on Twitter, or you can look for the Off Course Agility account, and then you could follow us and you can tweet at us. And finally, uh, if you go to our homepage on Anchor, which you can find at offcourseagility.com, there is a way you can click a message button there. And leave us a voice message that I will hear and I can incorporate into a future podcast. It can only be a minute long and um, you need to have to, you have to sign up to have an anchor account uh, to, to do that recording of up to a minute. So uh, once again, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you for subscribing and happy trialing.